Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. My guest this week is Jessica Nash. In 2011, she became a primary school teacher, something that she had wanted to do since her childhood. But in 2018, Jess experienced burnout and a breakdown, which led to her spending time in hospital after she became ill with a perforated bowel. Now, Jessica works part-time as a primary school teacher whilst running the Happy Teacher course and her coaching business. And through starting her coaching business, Jess has taken back control of her life She's found ways to make herself a happy teacher and now she helps other teachers find strategies to deal with the stresses of the classroom. This was a really great interview and we had such a wonderful chat so let's just get to it. So Jessica, welcome to the Teachers Podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So we already know each other, we've already had chats so it's really good to talk about your topic um, for a change. So... You're here to talk about the impact that stress can have on the body. And I think this is really topical. And it's interesting because I saw that you put on Facebook about being able to switch off for Christmas. And I thought that would be great to make Mm. sure that it goes out before then. So why do you think this topic is so important for teachers then? Um, Well, especially with everything that's going on at the moment with that dreaded C word and being in schools. Mm -hmm. Christmas, you mean the dreaded Christmas word? Obviously, yeah, the <laughs> dreaded Christmas word. <laughs> there is so much stress going on um, because uh, alongside my happy teacher coaching, I'm a supply teacher as well. So I'm going into schools and speaking to teachers and seeing what they're going through. Um, I was in a school the other day where I had 15 members of staff off. So you're having to pick up mm. other people's workload to ensure other people's classes are... Yeah fit and ready to go uh, for the day ahead but also sustaining your own workload so there's just this increased workload happening in schools um, and it's just building up a lot of stress um, overwhelm exhaustion um, and as like the um, what was it the, the budget the other day with all this money being invested into Ofsted mm. and that again is just another stress for, for teachers at this moment in time when they're having to juggle so many different things and um, that is a big big stress in the back of people's minds when they're in school and even when they're outside of school it's that not being able to switch off yeah which you know taking work home thinking about this that and the other what have I got to do tomorrow has this been done or what about when little Johnny's done this? How can I further improve him to to meet his uh, targets and whatnot? Mm. All these things are constantly going on inside a teacher's mind, building up those stress chemicals. Yeah, and I think there's different kinds of workload as well, isn't there? So yeah, you can have the workload that you're in control of that you do yourself. And I'm not saying that this is right, but you could do loads of work at home and be in control of that. But yeah. when you're in school and then you're responsible for somebody else's class as a supply teacher and there's there's not a lot of people in school who really know, then you take on that extra responsibility. Yeah. And I always think that's not necessarily something you control, 
can control about when. Um, and I don't know about any other teachers here, but from my own experience, something that I've learned about myself over the last couple of years having children is that I feel very stressed when I feel like the pressure is on for me to do more than one thing at once. So a really good example is when my five-year-old is like, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to make a breakfast. So I'm like, right, I'm trying to put the toast in. And she's like, mommy, can you help me with my reading? Mommy, can you um, fasten my zip? Mommy, can you? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't do all of these things at once. And I think yeah. that feels very stressful and that's the situation that teachers are then in when it's like I'm trying to sort my own class out but I've also got to make sure that you're okay maybe yeah. I've got to make sure that three other classes are okay I've got yeah. a control behavior that is out of my control I don't know what's going to mm. come up and that I don't know whether the unknown plays into it but for me that's absolutely. what feels stressful yeah absolutely and it it brings up that overwhelm, doesn't it? And it's just like, you don't know where to turn first, what to do for the best as well in that moment. You know, as teachers, we have to make so many decisions in such a short space of time. Like, no wonder, as a workforce, we are absolutely knackered. Like, we're really stressed as um, as as a profession. So, no wonder, because we have to make so many quick decisions in a short space of time you're multitasking, you know, our brains aren't, we're not equipped to multitask, you know, mm -hmm. we're not a laptop with all these different windows open, it, it becomes too much and too overwhelming and too stressful yeah. for us. Also, when a laptop does multitask in that way, you see it slow down, um, yeah. you know, and in, that's even technology, isn't it? But um, mm. yeah, I, I just think this is so interesting, trying to find that balance between mm. feeling okay and, and not feeling okay. Um, right, okay then. So how is stress having an impact on teachers and the education sector then? I know obviously you've talked about supply, but you know anything wider? Yeah, well, so again, COVID, that's having a massive impact, um, especially when we are in schools. And it's impacting the classroom, it's impacting the teachers who are off sick, people are needed to come in and cover. And like the other day, a school had to close because they didn't have any members of SLT mm. who were well enough. So they actually had to close the school. So it's little things, well, I say little things, that's a big thing, isn't it? That's mm. happening at the moment. Um, and taken... Um, I was reading the new teacher wellbeing index that was released last week um, and their statistics are uh, crazy. I've, I've got some of them here, like 72% of educational professionals describe themselves as stressed. 46% mm. of them still go into work when they're unwell. And they're, it's easier. It, again, it's that, easier. Exactly. Absolutely. And go on. I was just going to say, just going back to what you're saying about all the decisions we make. I actually read that a couple of years ago and I don't, I feel mm. like I, you know, I learned that after I left teaching and we don't talk about that much, as much and how stressful that actually is. And and yeah. that's why we don't have the day off because how can we teach somebody to make all those decisions in our place when they don't know our school mm. in a 15 minute email you can't yeah. and that's why we don't and and I've only learned that through being a business owner and having colleagues that that's what I've learned that I pass on decision making or I'm always trying to empower others to make decisions so that 
I don't necessarily move up hierarchically, but in in my job. Yeah. But how teachers are not given those skills or even the capacity to be able to pass any decisions on. All the decisions mm-hmm. are held with them. And it's just talk about mental load. Yeah, absolutely. That's why why and more women the- do it. yeah absolutely and it's that mental load um which i I describe it you've probably heard of it as a a stress bucket so you've got a bucket and whenever anything you perceive as stressful that mental load making all those decisions emails popping up someone else has gone off sick paperwork ehcp paperwork needs doing all these little things just accumulate into your bucket And it just gradually fills up and up and up and up. And I know from my own experience, it got to a point where my stress bucket Mm. was literally overflowing. It was all too much. Um, And I I couldn't cope with normal day activities. Just normal life. Couldn't cope with it. Um, So, yeah, the mental load. And it's, it's being aware of what that means, what the stresses are for you as a teacher, and understanding what you can do to manage it because I feel like well-being has become such a buzzword in education Mm. and but when I go into schools nothing really is being done for teacher well-being there are some schools that are actively taking steps to look after staff but the majority of things I do see is it's just another Ofsted tick box which is really sad yeah or or just another tick box thinking that we know what well-being is and it's interesting because I know that you're passionate about this as well, um, mm. but it it's all in the personal development um, and yeah. not in sort of professional development. But the problem yeah. with personal development, I know we've had conversations about this before, is you have to be in a place where you're ready to receive. If if Absolutely. you can't you can't grow personally until you're willing to say, "Hang on, I." could possibly be responsible for some of this even though I'm not responsible for all of it or I can choose how I react in this situation or I can choose x y and z and that is such a hard place to come to when you're feeling so overwhelmed by stuff being done to you being thrown at you Mm -hmm. and that is yeah let's talk about that let's talk about personal development do you know what, Claire? Absolutely. I remember this. Um, I had this experience. I was full time teaching, and uh, the school brought in some well being people to give us um, some training. And I was so closed off to it. I was not open to it at all because in my head, I was going, This is a load of crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do they not realise I've got to go and do this display? I've got these books to mark. I've got um, this paperwork that needs to do. I've got to reply to emails. I've got to ring so-and-so's mom. And all this was in my head. And I was thinking, this is a waste of time. I could be doing this instead. I didn't realise at the time that I was in a load of stress. Hence why I was thinking and feeling that way in that moment of time. But I wasn't open to it. Mm. Let alone be in a in a position to to listen and take on board what they were going to say and action it as well um so for me that was a real standout experience when I look back at it I wasn't open to it but I really should have been I wish I would have been because it probably would have prevented me from experiencing Mm. burnout and having a breakdown but I 
I feel like I had to go through that yeah. for me to change the way I was living because I knew what I was doing was not sustainable. I'd made myself so ill mm. that I physically couldn't work and do anything, couldn't live a normal daily life because I was so poorly. So that's what it took for me to reach that break point in order for me to look after myself. And it's so difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, I mean, suppose what you're talking about, somebody coming in, that was that was real well-being, actually. Um, mm. But <sighs> often one of the messages is, oh, work less. And, oh, it's something I've mm. really learned over the last, what, five yeah. years? Like, oh, actually, they're right, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of weird. And you can do more if, you, if your brain's in the right place. But when you've got so much to do, you just think that's not what... That is not what I need. So we're kind of going off topic here, but I think it's good to bring this up. If you're a member of SLT and you listen to this podcast episode and you're like, look, I really do want to bring real well-being in because I'm aware that there's a whole cake in the staff room, which I'm like a big, oh, that's not <laughs> it. That's not it. Um, and I, I want to bring you real, real well-being, but I'm worried that it won't be sort of accepted in the way it needs to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Have you got any kind of ideas how how they could start the conversation? You know, is it in the conversation? Is it something else first? What What is the communication that needs to happen so that the staff are kind of ripe, shall we say, for these seeds of well-being actually being planted <laughs> and, and doing something rather than falling on the dead soil? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great way of putting it, actually. Um, I feel like as... I can't speak as as an SLT member. Um, I haven't been in that position. But I feel like reminding your staff that they are worthy of taking time for themselves. Mm. You know, coming in early, being the first in and being the last out doesn't mean you are an outstanding teacher. Mm doesn't be you know reminding teachers that you can go home and go to your family um things can wait it's not the be all and end all if things aren't done um but I think as well a lot of things I hear from um my happy teacher clients is things are put on us at the last minute Mm. and it's got to be and it's expected to be done and in place by the end of the week and that is a big stressor when you've got a to-do list which is already like this yeah. um so it's all about prioritizing what needs to be done now what can wait and also what can be delegated to people who you feel are who are capable of doing it mm. and I, I really want to emphasize emphasize the word capable because there's nothing worse than saying oh would you mind just doing this and then having to do it yourself again anyway because it's not been done yeah. as as you would have wanted it to you know yeah yeah no I think you're right and for me I think I could probably add to to this as well because obviously we've got a lot of ex-teachers at Classroom Secrets and I feel like a lot of it is about continuous so giving that message of like family is important you're important Mm. it's not just the message once it's got to be a continuous message yeah um and making real time and I suppose I think it's it's repeating language that you would expect your teachers in your school to say right now so things like I know you say say family leader I know that right now you're feeling stressed because we've got this on 
we had Ofsted two weeks ago, we're expecting this. I, I know all these things, but I want yeah. you to put them aside and kind of yeah. calling them out. And, you yeah. know, yes, you're not going to get 100% who are ready to be like, okay, I'm actually going to listen here. But you're, you're much more likely, I think, as a teacher to be open to something that's going to help if you feel like your leader understands where you're coming from and has put yes. this in place because of that. Not just as a, yes. oh, we just threw this extra in. Oh, well, this is useless to me. And I think that yeah. that is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, I love that, that repetition of it. So you're kind of hearing your your leader, your member of SLT reminding you um, to, yeah, take that time for you. You are important. Your health is important because as awful as it sounds, if you're off sick, like I was, I was replaced in a matter of hours, mm. probably in a matter of minutes, to be honest. Whereas my health took took a turn, and it took over a year for me to cover mm. uh, recover from what I experienced. So you are really important, and I suppose hearing that from whoever you are working for, and reminding yourself that you are important, hearing it from them, and knowing that you understand the position you're in, because I feel like that's where a bit of loggerheads come you know mm. with that I don't feel like they understand what pressure I'm under the work I've got to do um and that yeah. is that kind of miscommunication as such. I think a lot of it comes as well from the leader demonstrating that themselves so they yeah. can't say that and then not do it themselves because mm. that shows that they actually don't believe it and mm. I do think um in the education sector something that definitely needs to change is understanding when you work best so it's something that I've done a lot of work on and we're doing work on at Classroom Secrets now is I actually want people to work I want them to give me the best and I want them to it to feel easy so a really good example is yeah. if I want to write a podcast episode for my other podcast I could sit there for three hours and really just be like try to think of things and like oh I really need to get it done but if I don't worry about it and I know it's coming up to write a certain date I could spend 10 minutes and yes, it might be on a weekend, but when the inspired um, ideas come, I just write them all down. Yeah. And then when I come to it, it takes 45 minutes and it's mm -hmm. that, right? How do we, how do we use time effectively? How do we work when we're at our best? How do we say no, enough is enough when we're not at our best and be allowed to say, I know the deadline was this, but I didn't get this done because of X, Y, and Z. But if I do it, then it will take me a third of the time <laughs> yeah. and you know for leaders to go that makes so much sense I'm so glad you're so sensible <laughs> do you see what I mean <laughs> yeah definitely and it's often something I talk about um you know yes we take work home but if you believe that it, it feels right for you you you're motivated to do it you're happy to get it done and it's going to take you a certain amount of time go for it, absolutely go for it. But like you said, if you're there, sat there, almost procrastinating on yeah. it and, ma and making it take even longer than it could do, that's when we need to look at, hang on, what's what's best for me right now? Um, I know from my own experience, especially with setting up my business and having to write copy and things like that, it feels like I have a mental block sometimes. Mm. It's like, right, sometimes I have found myself just sat there 
scrolling on Facebook and then I'm like, oh, Jeff. You're supposed to be working. <laughs> You've fallen into that trap. Yeah. But I know for me, if I literally just go outside and have a walk for even just 15 minutes, it's kind of reinvigorates me again mm. um, and gives me that breathing space to have a bit of a break. It's Yeah, it's knowing when to take a break, when what it is that's stopping you from from doing what you want to do. Yeah, sense? and what you know, what's your understanding of what that break does? You know, is your yeah. understanding that, that that 15 minute break will make the work quicker rather than you thinking, well, I, I'd have time to take the break because I want to get it finished. Mm. It, it, it's understanding that, and that that is a whole box to open. That's what that's <laughs> yeah. what schools should be bringing as training. Yeah, how, how do I? I've got all this work to do. How do I find my best times to work? How do I use my Inspire time? How do I work so that I can get things done more quickly and easily? Yeah. Because, you know, that's why I write some pointers on a weekend because I want it to feel easy, not hard. Because when it feels easy, I'm like, yeah, bang it out. Yeah. And, and you know, teachers are creative. So anyway, so obviously you've talked about yourself. Um, yeah. But, you know, why are you so passionate then about helping teachers to understand what causes them stress and then how to manage it? Mm. Yeah, so I've briefly talked about my own experience. I was full-time teaching. Um, during my decade or so in education, I have been signed off work with stress three times. And it was that third time um, which led to experiencing burnout and a breakdown. Um, and I ended up in hospital with a perforated bowel. And at the time doctors were like we don't know why someone so young as you has experienced this it's not it's not common um but actually after going through my coaching diploma and and researching all about stress and things like that I realized it was actually years and years of chronic stress which led Mm -hmm. to me having a perforated bowel because my gut my digestive system wasn't working properly because my body was in stress response yeah you don't need your digestive system when you are in stress response. You need to fight or you need to flee. And you, your blood goes to your muscles, your heart, your lungs, ready to, to take action. So your digestive system is not needed in that moment. So no wonder mm. I've experienced, um, I'm now left with a lifelong gut disease because of it. Um, so it's my experience of going through that and recovering from the experience of burnout, but also seen so many of my teacher friends who have been signed off with stress who Mm. are depressed who are living with anxiety who rely on antidepressants or wine and chocolate and things like that that's why I'm so passionate about teacher well-being and and kind of my mission as such is to create this wellness movement in education um you know I see myself working with teachers helping them to to feel happier in their work life and their personal life because that has an impact on their colleagues that they work with mm. and the te- uh, the children that they teach it's that ripple effect um and for at the moment you know things the workload and everything isn't getting any better so we have to take it upon ourselves when we're ready to to make changes that are going to benefit us and hopefully one day you know, I want to be up there in government making changes and supporting teacher well-being. 
but until then we've got to do it for ourselves we want to have to do it for ourselves yeah Oh, I'm excited to see this because um, I'm, I'm all for this. I'll help you. I'll be there with you. Um, yes. Bring me along for the ride. Um, yes. But a question. So what do you feel you've learned then that you weren't doing? What You know, since doing your coaching diploma, since um, researching all about stress, what mm-hmm. do you feel like you know now that you weren't doing? That's such a good question. I mean, there's so many things that are coming up into my mind right give, now. Just give me um, two. So I think for me is recognising when I'm stressed. Mm. You know, what in particular has brought on that stress? Um, you know, getting curious about it. What What is it that's made me feel stressed, that's bringing on the overwhelm, the frustration, um, the sleepless nights? What What was that that's made me feel this way? And then secondly is learning how to to deal with it. For me, I used to I used to drink a lot. <laughs> I know I should probably shouldn't probably admit that, but I did. I think I used do you to know what? I think a lot of teachers do yeah. have a glass of wine on a night. Yeah. I'd drink a lot, I'd smoke a lot, um, I would eat a lot. <laughs> um, it was all very excessive. I got myself into a lot of debt because I would shop and that felt good in that moment of time mm. but in the long run it didn't actually deal with the stress I was experiencing it just gave me a short-term mm. nice feeling and that was it so it had this massive impact on my life um, so learning how to effectively manage the stress I was experiencing that has been an absolute game changer for me yeah I love that because that's the thing isn't it it's it's great that you've changed but how? How did you do it? <laughs> so, yeah. on to how then. If you're a teacher listening now, you know, this is always my favourite part of the podcast. What are the three actionable steps that you can share for teachers that they could just implement, you know, over the next week that will, you know, help them see a difference, um, yeah. you know, to manage their stress? Yeah. So, like I said, the first one is recognising what what is bringing stress into your life what is that stressor and how is that making you feel Um, because if you want to make a change you first got to understand what it is that's making you feel that way so how would Um, you how would you recognize it what are some techniques that you could use that's yeah that's great Um, so when you are stressed it it brings up loads of signs in your body Um, things like not being able to sleep properly, feeling irritable, um, feeling nauseous, having stomach cramps, feeling overwhelmed, tearful, little things like that. Again, I say little things. These things are all signs of stress. So it's it's recognizing when those are coming up for you, and kind of tracing it back to things like where where did I started getting really upset? What happened before that? to make me feel this way because it all stems from a thought where what we think creates how we feel and then when we feel a certain way we behave a certain way so it's tracing it back to what was the thought what happened that made me feel this way um and I know that's easier said than done it takes time it takes a lot of practice because your brain's a muscle and that's what you are training Mm. to be um, to become more aware of is your thoughts. It's like going to the gym and doing one sit-up and expecting a six-pack. It's something that you've got to keep practicing and doing 
over a period of time. Yeah, it's hard to become aware. Something yeah. that I, I would find easy, um, easier in terms of this particular exercise is to journal it. And you don't have to yeah. like necessarily like, you know, it's not dear diary. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> day and what you're feeling. And that could yeah. be notes on your phone or something. But sometimes yeah. I'll write things like, I'll ask myself a question like, why, you know, why when I feel this feeling, um, am I feeling this feeling? And then tracing it back and just writing a note of it because then yeah. you don't get all the answers straight away, do you? You don't, you don't think the question and then think, oh, I know the answer. You might have yeah. a little thing and then a few days later it kind of pops into your mind and you're like, oh, mm. that, I'm going to add that to my list on my, on my journal. Yeah. And then a few days later yeah. you discover this other thing and that that's how you become more self-aware, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Journaling is amazing. Um, it's something I've started, well, I've been doing it for years now, morning and evening. Um, and I always start the day with, right, how do I feel right now? Mm-hmm. Where where is this feeling come from? What's made me feel this way? And how do I want to feel? So that's a great way to to start that self awareness, like you said. Yeah. And um and again as well at the end of the day, what how am I feeling again? What's happened? What's what's made me feel this way? Um, because when a lot of teachers I speak to struggle with sleep, mm-hmm. and it's because we're taking on that baggage from the day. And we can't relax and get to sleep properly. So that's another way of releasing whatever's going on in here. Yeah. So you can hopefully get a better night's sleep. Yeah, it, I absolutely agree. Sometimes if I feel quite stressed, I have this technique now where I journal it because I, do, I don't want to sit with it. I want it to go. Mm. And I find mm. that journaling does help. Because sometimes, sometimes you need to have a conversation with somebody. But sometimes you can't have that conversation and you just need to be like, listen, right, <laughs> I'm going to pretend I'm having the conversation <laughs> with you in <laughs> in my little, uh, well, for me, it's Evernote. I just use Evernote and yeah. everything. Anyway, so that was one. What are your two others? Yeah. So journaling, um, I would absolutely recommend moving your body. That's such a great way to release those stress chemicals because, you know, often as teachers we're sat on our computers or we're dealing with children we need to release those stress chemicals that have built up mm. throughout the day so whether it be um you know progressive muscle um tensing and relaxation or going for a walk or if you want to go and do a hardcore workout go for it but releasing those stress chemicals by moving your body that's going to help you to feel a lot better as well rather than storing them all up so imagine that stress bucket again mm taking that 15 minutes or so to to move your body do some exercise is going to empty that bucket a bit so you're not going to overflow yeah yeah I love that. um and as well alongside that is giving yourself small pockets of time for you each day um so you know a few minutes in the morning to do some journaling or at night time or five minutes at lunchtime to just go and make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy your cup of tea as well rather than making it rushing off and forgetting <laughs> forgetting you've made it and drinking it when it's stone cold so just small pockets of time um i say about 15 minutes so you can have five minutes in the morning five minutes at, in the afternoon and five minutes of an evening we can find five minutes to do something that's going to help you to feel calmer feel a bit happier as well that's what's going to get the happy hormones going throughout your body and dampen those stress chemicals thank you how much of this do you think 
his choice and mindset around, mm. uh, uh, how do I even word it? Um, like this five minutes, we could even be like, we could yeah. go, oh, well, I've got, I've only got five minutes. Or I could say, okay, it's not ideal, but I've got five minutes. And these five minutes is going to make a difference. Like how much do you think revolves around the mindset around it and the choice we make? mindset is everything it really really (laughs) is it like when we were talking earlier you can be in that zone where you're like I've got to get this done but you're just not getting anywhere with it you know having the mindset and realizing you can have a choice in what you want to do how you want to think how you want to feel that I mean that is the key to to it all really the the mindset yeah absolutely but I think you've got to have an understanding of it first because mm-hmm. if you're not aware of it then you you, you don't know do you yeah. so we can't beat ourselves up over things we've done in the past because we didn't know about them before mm-hmm. but but now now you've listened to this podcast you are going to be aware of it and you're going to you know you can have that time to think like what can I do for myself in the day whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes it's completely up to you um yeah 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 and when will you know when will it be quickest for me to mark my books is it at the end of the day or is it in the morning or like Mm. maybe I shouldn't say this but I I used to do this especially on supply are there pockets in the day when um, I don't know maybe you sat at a table with children working and they don't need you 100% of the time that you know you have three books on your table and you say in this session I'm going to book three mark three books because that's for me and do the other stuff yeah um yeah. you know trying to think right how do I make it work for me how's it going to be best for me yeah absolutely it is asking yourself and getting curious about what is best for you because what would work best for me what would work best for you Claire would be different for someone else um so I think as as a starting point it'd be looking at where you are where you're feeling most stressed in your day what is it and then see where you could potentially change it whether it needs to be done at a different time of day can you bring something in um maybe before you do that whatever it is um it's it's finding what works best for you mm. and going from there. Do you know this has been so good? I'm so happy. This is hopefully going to go out before Christmas, and everyone's going to have a really nice Christmas present. <laughs> this yeah. is a great Christmas <laughs> present for everybody. Um, tell us more about where we can find you online. Wonderful, yeah. So I I'm found on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find me as Jessica Joan Coach. Um, I've also got a lovely Facebook group dedicated specifically for education professionals. Um, so that is Teacher Work-Life Balance. So you can find me on there as well. Super. So you should definitely join that group because I know Jessica will share lots of really good tips. And um, <laughs> it's all in the show notes as well. So you don't have to remember what she said. You can just click on and um, go join that group. But thank you so much. Um, I, love, I love talking about stuff like this because I... Because it's the reason why it's so, so big to me is because it was what I thought I couldn't control and I've discovered mm. I can, which is yeah. amazing to kind of have that 
feeling and it makes you feel like hang on anything is possible here um and so it i I just love (laughs) when i can control things i think (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely when i realized that everything i was experiencing was down to stress that really gave me the motivation to start looking after myself because i i didn't before i didn't know how to i didn't understand it um so yeah bringing in self-care looking after yourself that's that was my motivator because i knew what i what i'd been doing up until that point wasn't working i'd got so ill and it gave me that motivation to start making changes and and really put me and my health first yeah Super. Thank you so much. This is going to be so good. No, thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.